Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. On Lincoln Live today, Lancaster County Chair of the Board of Commissioners, Deb Shore, for a few minutes. Deb, good morning. Good morning, Dale. How are you? I'm doing well. Listeners, Deb is nearing the end of her fifth term on the county board, a 20-year stretch representing District 3. Uh, the first year you were elected, Deb, 2002, the county's population was just over 258,000. I took a look before we, I stepped into the studio. Uh, last year, that population had grown to 330,000, the growth rate more than 1%. Uh, you and your fellow commissioners on the board during that time saw the population of Hickman explode. Firth has its fair share of growth. Norris Public Schools, certainly bigger and better. Talk about managing that type of population growth. Well, you you mentioned um, you know two of those communities uh, that have grown exponentially, and I'll, I'll throw in a third. Uh, Bennett, as well, um, has had uh, amazing growth. I think that managing that growth has to do with with infrastructure and making sure that we are providing you know excellent roads uh, to those growing communities and assisting them you know where we can uh, with other infrastructure concerns like water uh, both you know sewer and and fresh water so I think it's the county supporting those um, those communities and, and working with their their mayors and their city administrators and their council men and women uh, to help in whatever way we can and there's Waverly too our neighbors yeah. to the east they're growing right. uh, Waverly and um, Hickman consistently rank. Uh, as the, in the top five uh, growing cities uh, across the entire state. So that's really something to be proud of. I recall years back, I asked uh, Waverly's mayor when they were going to annex Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> they were growing that fast. You know, and and I just wanted to mention one other community, um, Hallam. You know, during my, during my time, uh, th that community was devastated. Uh, by the tornado and the the growth and the rebirth, and the dedication of those people um, to to the to their village and to stay there and rebuild has just been uh, an amazing thing to watch. And some of the unincorporated communities that we haven't mentioned: uh, Panama, Roca, Sprague, Denton. What challenges are unique to smaller populated areas that have to be handled by the county board? Well, I think um, we work with particularly the unincorporated um, communities because they don't have uh, zoning or planning uh, due to their size. So we assist them uh, in, in that way. Um, also, uh, we work with those communities with regards to their rural fire and emergency response. And I know we're going to be talking about that maybe a little bit later in this in this uh, conversation. But it's any way that, um, you know, they're reaching out. Um, is there a new business coming to town that we can assist with? Um, it's, it's all those support services that um, we have available. All they need to do is pick up the phone and we say, how can we help? 
Yes, we will talk about the grass fires, uh, but, but on this subject of uh, your time on the county board, I read where one of your favorite things about being a county commissioner is the opportunity to speak to students mm-hmm. about local government and the importance of public service. What's the attraction to that group, students I'm talking about, and from where does your appreciation of public service come? Well, and one of the most common questions is, you know, how did you get started? It started in government. And um, on my desk here, there's a picture of me running for fifth grade student council. So, you know, it really started very early and did, you know, student government all through high school and, and college and then had the opportunity to work for Kaor when she was governor. And uh, she's been a, a mentor to me. And, you know, then have the opportunity to put my name out there and run for the first time 20 years ago. So it really is something that I've really done my whole life and having the opportunity to encourage young people um, to either put their name forth or become work for a candidate or work for a cause. I just think it's part of, um, you know our obligation to to live in in this amazing country in this state in this county in this city um to make sure that um, the voices are being heard well it's just not like you to leave county government go home put your feet up and and (laughs) go out for you know coffee with the friends every morning you're you're staying active you're returning to politics tell me more about your new role with the first district uh, Congressman Mike Flood. Yes, yes. Um, as I mentioned, I started um, my career in, in state government, and now have spent you know twenty years in county government. So I need to round out my career um, and get involved on the federal side. So I was um, received a phone call from um, Congressman Flood asking if I would join his team here in Lincoln and serve as the district director. So in this position, I coordinate all activities on behalf of the congressman in, in the first district and in our, our 13 counties here and um, work with our, our chief of staff and our legislative team in, in D.C. and making sure that we are following, um, you know, working on behalf of the congressman, whether it's appearing at events, writing legislation, uh, letters of support, um, whatever it is. So I I got to know uh, Congressman Flood back when he was Senator Flood, um, when I was, um, you know, testifying or working on legislation when he was Speaker, and always had a great deal of respect for him. So when I got the call, I was, you know, very excited about this new opportunity at this point in my life. Good for you, Deb. Good for you. Well, let's talk about the grass fires that you brought up earlier in this mm-hmm. conversation. First chance I've had to talk with you about those October 23rd grass fires in southern Lancaster County and northern Gage County. I was privileged to be able, my son, who farms in northern uh, Gage County, uh, got on his tractor, hooked it up to the disc, and he was one of those farmers out there disking around and creating safe zones around some of the houses out there in that area uh, east of and south of Cortland. Uh, you you have a deep appreciation for what they did. I do, I do. It's one of the things that I became involved in very early as a county commissioner is working with our you know, uh, 13 um, mutual aid uh, rural responders uh, here, the 13 different agencies. And, you know, this is something that they plan for and they train for, uh, for mutual aid calls and, you know, um, all calls. And um, to see those 
um, those volunteers jump into action uh, was was heartwarming. Uh, also, the, you mentioned the farmers; um, they are the real uh, the real heroes. Turning on their irrigation equipment, as you mentioned, disking, um, they really helped. Um, our firefighters, you know, get control of that fire in those very dry and windy conditions. And then also behind the scenes um, was the activity at our emergency operations center. Again, you know, we, we plan and train for things like this, but to see, you know, um, LFR and LPD and um, LSO, um, as well as um, LTU, I'm, boy, I'm using a lot of acronyms, aren't I? You know, the county engineer and have all of those people in the emergency operations center saying, okay, you know, how can my team help? What resources can we bring? And then we've got LPS that opened up um, Southwest High School and the Salvation Army and the Red Cross. You know, it was just amazing to see everyone jump in and um, work together. I mean, we know that there was, um, you know, a loss of, of several homes. And of course, we keep the injured firefighter and our, our thoughts and prayers, but oh my gosh, things could have been so much worse um, had not everyone worked together towards that common goal. Another abbreviation, LEC, Lancaster Event Center, opened up for animals, had 30 or so right. horses. Yeah, horses, yep. uh, goats. Yes, yes. And again, that was just people, you know, raising their hands and saying, "What can I do to help?" Before we run out of time, Deb, I realize you're no longer a, a county commissioner when the legislature convenes in January, but you're involved in in the recipe that's necessary mm -hmm. to go before lawmakers when they're in session. What are the issues your fellow board members will address in the next session? Well, we've got, you know, uh, oh, probably five or six that we're going to be working on. And, you know, you can't really wait until January to, you know, when they go into session. And we, it's working now, developing those priorities, writing that legislation, and then talking to senators early on about introducing something on our behalf. But I just I want to highlight, too, um, you know, we're looking um, very soon here at the completion of the South Beltway. So as a community, it's time to begin the discussion of the East Beltway. And one of the things that we are um, going to be advocating for is some funds from the legislature to um, help us um, begin that process and the design and the you know, right of way and, you know, looking forward to construction you know, several years down the road. But that needs to be a partnership um, with the state um, in conjunction with the, with the city and the county. So funding for the East Beltway and then the other one is the county um, bridge match program. Uh, about five years ago, the state set aside some funds that counties could apply for to help replace some of our aging bridges. And Lancaster County has taken um, advantage of that, uh, not only as a sole, you know, uh, one of our bridges, but working in partnerships with surrounding counties because a lot of times if you bundle smaller bridge packages, you get you know a better deal if you're doing maybe two or three at the same time. And that program was set to sunset uh, next year. And so we will be advocating for the state to retain that program because it has been so beneficial, not only to Lancaster County, but as I know to, to counties across the state that wouldn't be able to fund these programs without the state partnership. Deb, I've enjoyed these monthly conversations. We have one more, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. with you as right. chair and with you as a county mm -hmm. board member. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, 
your career a little bit more in a deeper sense maybe next month and uh, we've got christmas mm -hmm. then that we will be yeah. talking about too so yeah. happy thanksgiving to you happy thanksgiving yeah. to you yeah deb shore joining me chair of the lancaster county board of commissioners on lincoln live